Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to um, Strategy Cafe um, at this um, crazy time. A single shot of leadership inspiration from Alembic Strategy. And this webinar is part of a series of uh, sessions that we're doing on crisis management, uh, which you can see in short recordings. And then uh, if you follow on the website, we're going to do a series of them. Uh, we'd like to make them really participative. Uh, so um, delighted to have a lot of people on this morning. Uh, you'll see that there's a questions area. Uh, and today I'm doing the session together with some of my colleagues. So um, Rosanna is here. Hello. Uh, and David. Morning, everybody. Uh, and Matt. Hi there. Um, so um, uh, we are going to just run through a few of the slides and then stop at certain points and just discuss them a little bit in more depth. Um, if you look at your panel, you should be able to see that there is a question area, which you know those of you who used to go to webinar will have used before. Just fire your questions in there. We're going to keep an eye on that during the session, uh, and then we'll pick up any questions that you've got. Uh, as as we go through. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. The session is going to last until uh, 9.30 formally, so we'll finish at 9.30. Um, there is a recording of it as well, so if you want to share it with your colleagues, uh, you can you'll get a video of it uh, a little bit later on uh, today, um, so you can share it around. Um, we probably will stay on uh, for another 10 minutes after the 9.30 for those of you who've got time to, to stay for a few more questions, but we'll be formally finishing um, and stopping the recording at uh, at 9.30. So I hope you uh, enjoy uh, the session. I hope you find it really useful and fire in your questions. We'll just do our best and make it a you know a good general chat with everyone on the line about how everyone is coping. So whoever you are, uh, the coronavirus crisis will be affecting you and your business. It's a time of unprecedented change. It's everywhere, it's constant at the moment. It seems like, and we'll know it's going to come to an end, but we don't know where that end is. So at the moment, it can seem pretty endless. Um, and huge changes in every single direction. I don't know if you're experiencing that, but I am. I think I don't know of a single business that's not um, heavily affected, whether they're having to scale up and go like crazy, they're having to scale down, or they're just having to pivot wildly from usual trade to, to new trade. It's um, It's been incredibly busy this last month. Uh, and through all of that, there's that threat in the background of serious illness or death. And we're all hearing the horrible stories and just feeling a huge empathy for the front line, people in the front line on this and, you know, friends, family worrying about all of that. So I guess the big question for all of us is just how on earth do you cope um, as a leader um, at times like these? It's, uh, it's just an incredibly difficult time, unprecedented time. Um, when we're under attack, and that just the existential nature of this situation is just a huge attack. There's short term, medium term, long term concerns, you know, personal life, business life, whole of the country concerns all at once. That's an attack and our body reacts to that with stress. It just will be. Uh, so the two sort of classic responses um, are to freeze. So unable to respond or panic, which is over-responding. The body's in fight-flight overdrive at these times, and so we can be filled with conflicting feelings. The psychological impact um, is often many times worse than the reality requires. And I think that's just true for everyone. So we thought we'd just pause here and just start to talk about, about what is happening to everybody, whether they've got the virus or not, uh, physi physiologically, and how that's affecting us psychologically. So. Uh, team, I know you've got some questions. Do you want to fire a question at me? Uh, yeah, I think 
it can be sort of hard to reflect sometimes when there's um, crisis situations going on. Are there any particular signs of psychological psychological impact that you should be looking out for? I'm interested to hear everyone's point of view on this. Uh, so, you know, um, fire, fire your points or questions and comments in. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, there are, for me, classic signs. Uh, people will um, potentially withdraw and be quieter than usual and obviously more worried and anxious than usual, more tentative. You pick it up in their tone of voice. You pick it up in their body so you can see tension in the in the body. You can see muscle muscle tension. You can see strain in the face if you look and you can see it in the eyes. So, you know, you can pick it up by just the little signs. Um, and then uh, you'll probably find the other, which is people that are much can be much more snappy. And so things that in normal environment they'd cope with okay, they're not coping with right now. And so, you know, in your mind, in my mind, I know I'm cutting a lot of slack in all of the businesses because there's a lot on. And people generally, I think, are really rising to the challenge, but not everybody is. And definitely, even if they are rising to the challenge, you can tell that there's underlying stress. Um, so those would be my like initial responses. What about you guys? What are you seeing? Yeah, I'm I'm noticing probably more in myself. Um, we were just talking about this, how I'm just not standing up as much during the day. And actually, um, when I then come to do some stretching, I'm noticing it more, more tightness in my shoulders. And so I'm just trying to think about where I'm holding tension in my body and trying to do some daily stretching just to sort of work that out so I'm just feeling sort of really like specific sort of areas of tightness and probably because I'm just not standing up during the day as much I'm sort of sat here not standing up yeah I'm, I'm finding similar as I'm just putting in hours which I may not do in the office the travel time's been reduced obviously with people sitting at home and I'm just doing um, extended hours and I'm I know it's not healthy, but I feel it feels like the right thing to do at the time when it's probably not. And I think that's manifesting itself in tiredness for me. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of tiredness and in, in the people I'm working with, concentration, difficulty and, and tiredness. I think that's true. Um, I think one of the things I've observed is a lot of overreaction. Um, I think uh, the panic, uh, so you, you, know, you may not think it's panic, um, but it is panic. And so not seeing the big picture, we'll come on to this a little bit more in a, in, in a little while, but really sort of focusing tunnel vision on the, the micro and the short term and the now. And uh, I guess um, that when you know, you know someone is in that mode when they are ruminating heavily about some, some important um, but relatively short term issues and not uh, coming out a breath from that conversation so that's another sign it's just what people are focused on and um you know whether they're able to step out of their uh, their moment of short-term concentration i'm getting to move on to the next slide so you know question mark how do we lead in times like these it's nearly impossible to concentrate as you guys have been saying the picture is really complex um there's a huge amount of uncertainty i don't think anyone has lots of experience of dealing with a situation which is exactly like this so uh, we can mistake fast action for correct action when in fact that can be a sign of panic and if you don't know what to do I think the key thing is to slow up a little bit um, so that you avoid critical mistakes. Um, I really like just reflecting on an interview I heard a couple of years back about air ambulance paramedic 
um, crisis responder and um, on arrival, you know, he would see some things and uh, you can imagine that probably what he wanted to do was just dive in and start saving lives, but that's not what he did at all. Uh, on arrival, he would just stop and pause and concentrate on his breath for 20 seconds just to calm his heart down and then take in the whole scene before building a plan. Um, so I think that's uh, really important guidance. So if the first responders, uh, air ambulance people do that, then perhaps we should take a note out of their books and be thinking about doing the same. So I think it's really important um, to take those breaks and to um, make sure that everyone is doing the exercise. For me, that just clears out a lot of the stress hormones and we can talk about it a little bit in a second, but I just find that after a mile of a run, for example, um, I start to think a bit more freely and the tension has gone from my body, it's loosened me up uh, and my mind is more easily able to wander onto some of the bigger picture issues and some of the wider problems. Um, and I find it really helpful just for making me feel more decisive. So I think, you know, at times like these, as a leader, the exercise, whatever you do is vital. I was just going to pause on this one. Um, Davo, you were saying to me that you're guilty of not taking the breaks and wanted to know what you could do to improve it. Has anyone got any thoughts <laughs> yeah. on that? Um, I, I think it's a real challenge because our, our structure of our working days somewhat shifted. And as Davo, you were saying that, you know, when do we start work because we've not got a commute? Um, one of the things that we're doing here, so we're both working in the same room and, and just agreeing at the beginning of the day when our like when we're going to take lunch or what time are your calls and trying to sort of slot and sort of match up calendars so that we can take breaks together um and um you can do that with your team as well i suppose just maybe have a, a team lunch hour um together is quite a nice way of doing it yeah i think yeah, that sounds good i think plotting um slots into your work day like you would if you were actually at work um to maintain a bit of, of structure is has been really helpful for me something that i've had to sort of be disciplined and do as I've spent a bit longer working at home. Yeah, that's yeah, sound, sound advice. Up in Scotland with um with a wide, you know, extended family, I think, around you, aren't you, Matt? So actually finding space is probably quite difficult for work. Yeah, no, it's not the easiest place to um to assign structure. Uh having the baby at the same in the same place that I'm working is difficult. So uh I think it's a discipline that I've had to work on while I've been here. Positives and challenges. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really wise. About breaks, um, also that it's really easy when you're in your home just to take a break and um, put the washing out and do some household chores. And I think when we're talking about break, having a tree break, so whether that's whilst the weather's nice sitting outside um, or just going into another room and just properly having a break and not doing sort of household chores where you can avoid it. Yeah, that's um, that's what I've been doing is, is is going into the garden. We've just moved house and we've got all this bamboo growing at the end of the garden. I've been trimming it back, but I think I'm in danger of over trimming as we'll end up with no bamboo. So that needs to stop. So I'll take on board your, your advice, guys. So for me, I think it's really important to um, wire those breaks into the day completely and just stop. And then I uh, I've been starting early. I have to say I've been getting up going for my hours exercise, getting in, getting onto work, sort of, you know, probably a before eight, just a bit before eight. 
Um, but then actually trying to stop and go downstairs and spend time with my family, um, you know, earlier and uh, and turn everything off at that point and try not to respond to the emails and try not to watch the news too much and uh, just really go for distraction and family time just to get that downtime and fundamentally making sure I'm sleeping, which I think is really important. So let's move on. Um, so crisis like this creates that tunnel vision, it can do, um, and makes us focus on um, dangers uh, while losing sight of vital options. That's the tunnel vision problem. So if you do take that breath and start with the whole picture, that should really help. It's important to refocus on what's most valuable in the mid to long term. So cash and resources for sure. But then maybe you need to think about crucial relationships, um, about the talent that you've got, about um, the know-how and where it is. Um, you know, although it's an awful time, what's great about this kind of time is it really focuses you on what's valuable. Uh, when in normal times, you maybe can be a bit more lazy about that. I think one of the most important things to say about this is to uh, think about how you will feel uh, on the other side of the crisis and think about your values and make sure you keep your values really sort of firmly in mind while you're working through any of the solutions that you uh, have to come to to sort of preserve short term um, the business. Uh, so set your overall goal really clearly and then prioritize uh, how you're using and preserving key strengths. So, uh, David, you had a question on this one. Um, yes. Um, oh, I've actually lost my question now. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, and you were talking about helping a client focus on the short term, linking it to the long term as part of wider strategy and just wondering about which which tools? Yes, yes. Which tools would you recommend for um, linking where you are now, but maintaining an eye on the future? Um, so just to put some context around that, I, I, I spoke to a client uh, several weeks ago who, who, who had just been hit with the crisis and um he was absolutely the money had just drained out of his business and so he was properly in the doldrums and then i spoke to him yesterday and he'd managed to shore that up and so he was really trying to focus on the long term but i was bringing him back to the short term so my question is around um what are the tools and techniques that we could use to perhaps um Focus on the short term now, but use the same tools to extend into the uh, into the future post COVID nineteen. Um, guys, have you got any comments on that? You out there, uh, strategy facilitators, what tools would you use for that? Um, I, th I think um, really what we're talking about is timing, and I think it's just being. I think the same tools apply. I think it's just the intent and the pace of which you're having the conversation and having to make decisions is probably the key variable. Um, so I think just be, having really clear sort of short term goals. And so whether you're doing two weekly sprints or whether you're doing it on a week by week basis or a month. And I think just setting your objectives closer to home and just um, making sure you're working through it in a closer time frame. So I think the tools of that you're using um, probably remain the same. It's just bringing that time horizon closer and getting more traction. And it might feel a bit more tactical rather than strategic. Um, but I think just getting through things in a shorter time frame. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Um, similar tools that we've been using, we're looking at one uh, right now called Now Where How, 
and it's more about being more adaptable and updating what you're doing uh, more often. So you're going to face more problems more quickly than you're used to over a longer strategic project. And it's just about being adaptable to those problems as they come up. So I like that a lot. I think now where how is really powerful. Um, and I think in terms of uh, the process, what you do is you start with where. And so why don't we set the where for six months time, for nine months time, for a year's time. And then if you want to push it out, you could do a where in two years time once the coronavirus has really, really gone past. Um, that might just ask a context question that makes you think about things a little differently if you are really thinking long term. So um, with that one is, you know, what have I learned through this crisis that I don't want to forget in two years time when it's all gone and we seem to be back to normal? Uh, I think that's a really good reflection to do at some point during this crisis. Now, it may not feel like exactly the right time, but in a month, in two months, I think it's really important to set down now a diary note to reflect on the things that you've learned and not lose them um, and to keep them as valuable learnings for the future of your business. And I think you can do, as Rosanna says, you can do a kind of like short, mid, long term, and they just ask different questions. And then for me, just answering your question personally, I've always loved the strategic SWOT. So just really thinking about our key strengths um, and our weaknesses, you know, the opportunities that are out there and the threats that are out there. And then just really working that matrix hard to make sure that we've got an absolutely nailed down plan that looks for opportunity, but avoids um, risk and weakness tripping us up along the way. So it just creates that incredible focus. And I think the SWOT is a traditional tool, but the strategic SWOT is a great version of it. So just moving yeah, on. So uh, I just think it's really important not to forget there's always a choice. And I guess we're kind of talking about that now. You can feel in these times that there isn't much choice, but there is. There's a choice about how you do things, about how far you go, about how much pressure you put yourself under. And while it's really important to make sure the business gets to a stable platform through the immediate crisis so that it's survivable, um, even in the process of going about doing that, there are plenty of choices. So don't, don't live through this on your own. It's really important, I think, to pull the team in Times like this where you have high levels of unpredictability and low levels of expertise on how to respond, you really need the best people in your team around you, including advisors, and go agile, go flexible, and take little steps, but just get all the ideas down and then pick the ones that everyone is behind uh, and, and go for those. Um, so, um, Rosanna, you had a question for the audience on this one. Well, yeah, and I think um, a point to make here is that I think there's no um, lack of people wanting to contribute and to help. And that's evident both in terms in the business um, and clients that we're seeing, but also just in society. I think everybody's wanting to help in whatever way they can. Um, I guess the flip side to, to that is um, thinking about what help you need and I think the challenge is whether people are willing to accept that they need help and want help and how do I go about accepting that or asking for help. So I guess just a shout out to people if you were going to have help on one thing what would that be? Um, um, just pop them in the chat area just sort of interested to see what people would reach out for help on. So we can just collect those, I'll just be monitoring it. And I think the point here is that actually just going out and asking for um, help is fine and expected, and there's no right way of dealing with this. Um, and it's fine not to be okay in the context. Let's, let's just, um, thank you for that, Rosanna. Let's just talk about motivation for a little bit. So here we're just talking about bringing the team on board and it's a really tough time. Um, if you're like me, you'd have been going through hundreds and hundreds of 
um, conversations with people, um, maybe about furlough, um, maybe about worse, uh, maybe about short time working, but certainly about change. Um, and so motivation is just a really key uh, factor. Um, so what are people, um, a team, what are you thinking about how to keep people motivated? Let's just talk about that. What are the ways, what are the ways to keep people motivated? I was thinking about this this morning, actually, um, and, and more about the, the, the why. And it's actually, there'll be, there'll be people out there who are, uh, are struggling to motivate their teams and the people around them. Um, because this is no fault of their own. This has happened not because um, the product or the service or the business is bad. This has happened because of something beyond the business. And so it's absolutely critical that leaders motivate their teams and the people around them. Uh, and one of the ways to do that, I think, is to actually outline the fact that this is not their fault. This is not because the company has done something wrong or is underperforming. Uh, I think it's really important to buoy the spirits of the of the people in the teams because uh, otherwise they they kind of start feeling dejected and then doing a bad job and then it's counterproductive. Question come in from Bruce. Um, uh, morning, Bruce um, from the Bon Brian team. Um, thank you very much. Uh, there's a question I've had from lots of businesses really, and so um, this is about keeping connected with people who are um, on furlough. Um, I don't know what anyone else has uh, been doing, but um, um, we have uh, generally been trying to find a non-business application. I think because the rules around furlough in the UK are so uncertain, we're just really super conscious of not breaching them. And um, 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 you know, uh, finding ourselves unable to get the refund in various different uh, companies. So not using business tools, but um, WhatsApp groups have been really popular. So organizing an offline WhatsApp group for everybody uh, who's on furlough um, so that they can keep connected and actually getting everybody who's still uh, at the office and everyone who's on furlough on the same group so they can keep up to date with the gossip and the chat, but they're not working. So that's, that's, one, that's one solution. I don't know if anyone else has come up with other ones. Um, actually, those of you listening, if you've got some good ones, fire them into the question area. And it'd be really interesting to see what creative solutions people have come up with. Nick, I just wanted to make a point on motivation that um, what motivates people is different. And so really just to ask um, what is motivating them. So some people are going to want to contribute more and some people will think about things differently. So I think just going up to take each individual and just ask them and just check in on them and how they're doing. Um, and there's also a question on the furlough point to Bruce's point about what's going to keep the furlough team motivated um, with the perception of having not much to do and being confined and so there might be things um, particularly around training that's offline I think is allowed is training and so what's that might help motivation and still make them feel like they're contributing to themselves and giving them more of a, a value and sense of self-worth um, so I think on the motivation point we've just got to go and ask everybody individually yeah. and just make sure you're having that contact time mm. I agree. As a leader, I think it's really important just to check in. So if you've got that offline network and you can connect up uh, that way, it's just really nice just to think to check in with people. And I think training plan is a really good idea. Now for me, motivation is personal. So my, my big point as a leader is just to check, you know, I, how are you? Are you motivated? You know, what's happening for you? Um, uh, what are you finding difficult? What's OK? Is there anything that we can do to help? And just asking the question about motivation, I think, makes people think about it. 
um, makes people consider what they're doing and um, just getting the conversation dialogue going I think is um, probably one of the best things that you can do other than just organizing the stuff that people can get involved with. Um, the other thing just as a passing comment is the government recently allowed uh, expressly allowed people to get alternative jobs so so, for, so provided they check in that it's not in conflict with their existing contract and I think this is for volunteering and stuff like that uh, we've just been um, letting people across all our different clients um, uh, look for alternative work if they want to uh, so they've got something practical and meaningful to do while they're on furlough because we don't know really how long this is going to last that would be my last point is just be flexible and not be quite so control orientated if you can about people doing other things provided they're not in conflict Okay, so just a last couple of slides then. So uh, it's really important to focus on the short term in times like this. I think everyone's horizons come in really, really short. Uh, and you have to look for opportunity, build opportunity, keep close to your key resources, your people and your clients. Um, you have to follow your nose a little bit. It's a much more kind of a time of cunning, I think, in the marketplace, just looking for what you can get and what you can do. Um, I think the most important thing to, to bear in mind is being there for everybody in your network. Uh, and staying very closely in touch with everybody uh, and offering help uh, where you can, but certainly offering support where you can. I think the feeling that we're all in it together is a really important one, but it is short term. So you've got to focus on cash preservation and extending your ability to survive. And you need to get advice if you're thinking about cutting costs. There's lots of options about that. There's plenty of ways that you can redeploy. Um, and it isn't easy to do either the HR part of it or the legal part of it. So there's plenty of experience around on getting that right and, um, and getting it wrong can be very costly, as I'm sure all of you know. So, um, so uh, focus on the short term plan and uh, make sure you, you get that, you get that right. Um, team, did you have a question on this one? Yeah, I mean, my question is, um, it's a bit like a seesaw sometimes for short term and the long term. And so, um, what can we do to if it feels like the short term conflicts with the longer term strategy that we've been working on already? Yeah, there's various different ways to approach it, aren't there? So um, I like the tool that we use here, which is um, must, should, could, um, which allows you just to categorize your issues in those three sort of uh, columns. So there's the absolutely necessary, there's the there's the possible and there's the maybe. Um, and I think if you bear in mind impact on the short term, impact on the long term, as two questions. It'll help you rank. But when you then come back into your uh, must, could, should, must, should, could, it will uh, really help you focus around, um, you know, where the short term takes priority. That'll just help. So it's just a slight extension of the decision matrix. So we might have impact on impact on my short term needs, impact on my long term goals as two questions. And you have to clarify both of those in your mind before you start. But then do that further ranking because some stuff just must be done right now. Um, if it is truly in conflict, uh, so you've got a real challenge where something short term is now starting to potentially damage your long term, I think you've got to pause. Um, probably take some time just to think about that. Maybe pull a team in to have more conversations about it and see if there is a way that you can avoid that. So this is the concept really of cutting too much, uh, where you really start to cut into value. And yes, you definitely want to avoid that. So it's uh, at that point pausing. And I think just going back to the earlier comments about knowing uh, knowing when you're panicking or knowing when you're underreacting, I think people know when they're prevaricating or dithering. So I think a pause for consideration is not dither. It's um, it's you're going to make a choice and you know you have to. You're just making sure you make the correct one 
and getting a few additional views or waiting for a bit for something to become clearer you know might be possible so if you can then just take some time over those really difficult tensions um, I was just going to make a point, we're making reference to quite a lot of tools here and so if any of you have a question on any of the tools that we're referencing just you can get in touch and I'll be happily happy to share uh, the resources that we're referencing if you want to find out more. Actually that's a great idea David, do you want to, I mean uh, yeah, Rosanna and David if we're doing an email follow-up perhaps we could just um, put links in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so um, just a final slide here on things that can go wrong. So not looking after yourself. I think this is a really important point. Um, uh, some of you will have listened to me interviewing um, Rebecca Hilsenrath, uh, who's CEO of the Equalities and Human Rights Commission. And her point was look after yourself first as a leader. So sort of be selfish. But uh, she made the point, don't become part of the problem. And so the whole first part about making sure that your own emotions are known and you can know your own state and observe whether you're getting into panic or whether you're getting overwhelmed and um, know what you can do to get yourself out of that state and into more neutral. I think it's really important because um, you need to stand up and be the leader that your people need right now. So self-care is fundamental. Uh, avoiding decisiveness, it's really important to make decisions and to be confident about that, but you do need to just check your facts before you get going. Not having a disaster or scenario plan, so you don't know where you are. It's an agile and flexible environment. Things are changing. You're bound to make mistakes. That's not a problem, but you just need to be careful and take little steps. Uh, we chatted a bit about prioritization there, so make sure that you have a really, really clear prioritization plan. It can be uh, really difficult to get those conversations right with people. They can go wrong. So practicing your crucial conversations, this is a time where you're going to need that tool. And just generally your communications to the firm and to the wider market, you need to be careful about those and get the tone right. So spending time with the team and making sure everybody's on board with what you're saying, being honest and not overdoing it, um, being consistent. Um, communications is a really important part just as we get through this kind of crisis. So that's it for this morning. Um, I hope you found that useful. Um, summary, help first, pause and breathe. Set your overall goals, be open and work with the team and others for solutions. Take those vital steps quickly, balancing up the long and the short term. Uh, look for the upside, there will be upside, so look for it and pivot towards it. And make sure you take advice for anything technical or tricky because if you make a mistake, then it can be costly. Uh, so it's a good time to go and get technical advice at the moment. I hope you found that really useful. So um, team, should we stay on for a minute and just chat? And uh, uh, audience, there's a questions area there. If you want to put your questions up, then we're happy to stay around for a few minutes and, and answer them. Um, just um, whilst people are logging off or if they're staying on, one of the things I'm wanting to do is sort of collect some tips for what people are doing to sort of help people cope. We've sort of collected some from the team of what we're all doing in the Alembic team as to how we're coping. So if you want to just send them through to me and we'll find a way of sharing them. Um, and just sort of people will have ingenious ideas in times of hardship. So if we can just collect and share them with you all, I think that'd be really cool because um, we all have different ways of approaching. So it's just about sharing and taking other people's ideas on how to cope. So we'll find a way of sharing and distributing that if you just send them in, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll I'll um I'll send out a follow up email uh, straight after this. Um, and just to also point out, folks, that um, we'll be running this strategy cafe throughout April and to May. Um, 
with the theme all around uh, coping in a crisis. So um, do tune in next week. I'll send you a sign up via uh, email shortly. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for your post. Hope that was useful. And thank you very much. It's great to see you this morning. So team, just a question to you lot. So what was the one thing from today's webinar? We covered some areas. We haven't covered the whole area of crisis management, just a few sort of headlines. But uh, is there one thing each that you really like from all of that? Well, my start point is always to look after yourself first. And I think Davo's point about not taking breaks, that's just a really quick um, way just to change your day and how you're feeling right now and today. So just think about the way you're taking breaks, I think, for me, is just a really cool point. Yeah, I'm the same. It's, it's OK to walk away from the computer. Take 15. Um, for me, it's probably scenario planning. I'm a man that likes a plan. Um, I think I think it's easier to cope with when you've got scenarios outlined and things are not such a shock when you're expecting them. Um, I'm looking forward, I have to say, to the long weekend this weekend. I think uh, you know we've uh, everyone has been working like crazy for the last month to uh, organise themselves and their businesses for the crisis that we're in. And everyone has got friends and family that they must be worrying about, um, worrying about um, a lot in some cases. Um, so I'm just looking forward to having uh, the next four days uh, completely off. And I am going to do that. I'm going to turn off. I'm going to do my walks. I'm going to spend family time and uh, take a break and um, try and uh, just use that opportunity to get a little bit more perspective on things. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so uh, thank you all very much for joining. I hope you enjoyed this morning's webinar. Um, we are going to be back up, as David says, in a couple of weeks with the next session on another subject, and we'll keep them going for you. Please feel free to share them. Um, other people might find these useful, and if there's any tips in here, um, then you're welcome to uh, share the video around and show other people. And we hope to see you all next time.